Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At first, like, like who would be crazy enough to propose to someone after two weeks of talking behind a wall? I would definitely say that, you know, from the first date that Cameron and I had, after talking to all of the other different guys, I definitely noticed that something was different about him. It was more so, for me, I saying, I'm going to keep an open mind to this whole experiment. And I'm going to take it seriously and really, you know, say, imagine if I was trying to find a wife, you know, what are the type of questions that I would want to ask? Today's guests are Lauren and Cameron. The two of them got engaged before they ever set eyes on one another. Yeah, they never saw each other. He put a ring on it before they ever saw each other. They met on the reality TV show Love is Blind. And if you're not familiar with it, the premise is that there's 15 men and 15 women, and then they go into this experiment where they find out if true love is possible through a wall, an actual wall. So it's like, man, imagine if everyday dating was that way. You know, it wasn't based off just how hot your date is. At the end of that 10 days, you can decide, or nine days really, you decide if you want to propose. If propose and they say yes then the next day there's this reveal ceremony where you get 
to see each other for the first time. So that was day 10. After that, you know, it was about, what, five weeks until the marriage or the wedding. I'm Joe Piazza, and this is Committed. I've always wondered how someone ends up on a reality dating TV show, especially one like Love is Blind, where the premise seems a little batshit crazy. Do you really want to find love or do you just want to be a kind of famous person? Yeah, I don't know how they found me. They just slid in my DMs. I was said some hashtag lonely in Atlanta or something. Right. I have no idea. Outside of my office building one day, I saw this big line of guys lined up. I went to the head of the line, saw someone with a clipboard, asked what was going on, and they told me that they were casting for Married at First Sight Second Chances. Now, I must have given them my phone number. I, I, don't, I don't think I did because I, wouldn't, I wasn't trying to get on that show or anything, but somehow they reached out to me later, maybe three, four months later, uh, for casting for Lib. So either I stuck in their mind or something that they, they found me and got all my information. Wow. They're just like, I mean, that, that's, that's a crazy moment, guys. That like someone texts you and they're like, hey, do you want to meet your husband like behind a wall? I know. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's why we're like, man, that's how we know that it's fate because literally it came looking for us and, and here yeah. we are and we're so happy and so blessed. Three years later, it's just hard to believe. Yeah. I think that... We're pretty much just as shocked as, as everyone else, the rest of the world. Did you guys, where were you both in your love lives? Were you ready to commit to someone at this at this point in your lives? The right person, for sure. You know, we both had serious relationships and they hadn't worked out. Obviously, I mean, that's only, there's only a couple ways how relationships can really go. But yeah, I... I was open to the idea. I, I didn't go on thinking I was going to get married, but I, I said I was going to keep an open mind. I was going to commit to this experience and, and just see where it went. Yeah, same with me. I was just tired. You know, my relationships were not doing well. Dating sucked. And I was just, you know, I was in my 30s. I was ready to try something different and try something new. Then this opportunity came across and you know, just like Cameron, I did not go in expecting to actually get married. It was just like, oh, this will be fun. Let's see what happens. I did have an open heart and an open mind, but I was just, this was like, let's see what happens. The casting process for Love is Blind is actually excruciatingly long, like five months. There is everything from personality tests to psychiatric evaluations. You know, I was getting higher and higher on this idea of being potentially cast. And 
you know, called the producer every day, like, hey, any updates? He's like, no, it's still taking time. So, yeah, I mean, when I found out, I was just so elated. I put so much mentally into this, and we had to do all these different personality tests and psych evals and all this sort of thing, so... Kim kind of knew that he was going on the show like weeks in advance. They told me like two days ahead of time and I was traveling internationally. So it was like a mad dash for me. So casting was, it was a long process. Like Kim said, a whole lot of paperwork, months and months. And for me, I literally had like 24 hours to collect my life for the next two (laughs) months, you know, which was insane. So Lauren literally packs up her entire life and plans to check out for the next two months. Both of them had to tell their family and friends that they were about to do this completely crazy thing. Yeah, I mean, friends and family... Thought that I was insane. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, why are you doing this? This is so crazy. Go on a show, marry somebody through a wall? Like, why? Right, my mom said, don't do it. She called me flat out and said, I don't want you to do it. I don't think it's a good idea. Now, there's a possibility you could be humiliated on TV. And I'm like, well, I'm going to do it, Mom. <laughs> you know, I, it felt like the yeah. right thing to do, you know? Yeah, and, you know, same with me. My friends and family thought that I was crazy. And then, eventually, they started to come around. You know, they're just like, well, especially my mother. She was just, she just wanted me to be with somebody at this point. She's <laughs> like, I don't care who it is, how you meet them. You may go on there, you may find a husband, and you can finally give me some grandbabies. So that's all she really cared about. But, you know, it really, our family was skeptical, and rightfully so. It's a crazy premise, you know? It is a crazy premise. And if you've never seen the show, I'm sure you can probably guess how it all goes down. The name of it is Love is Blind. But don't worry, we are going to get into the nitty-gritty of how these two completely fell for each other in just 10 days after a quick break. Be right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. 
Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, my fellow Love is Blind virgins, because I was one too. I hadn't watched a lot of this show before I talked to Lauren and Cameron. Now I've watched a lot of it. A lot of it. Here's how two people get engaged in 10 days without ever setting eyes on each other. The premise at first glance seems a little gimmicky. It seems a little like... So gimmicky. So, so gimmicky. the The basic premise, I'll give you the very quick... Recap, it's 15 men, 15 women. There's a wall separating them. And on each side of the wall, there's pods where you get to talk to each other through the wall. And so you're dating all these people and you decide, you know, every day who you want to keep talking with, basically. And you talk to them longer and longer as this progresses on. And at the end of it, you get to decide if you want to propose or not. And so it's a a two-week process. and, And that's really how it goes it's all based on conversation you don't get to see each other and i never thought two weeks would be enough time to get to know someone 10 days actually. 10 days <laughs> technically it sounds crazy 
at first, but also not that crazy. I knew that I wanted to marry Nick after maybe four dates, and we got engaged so fast and then married real fast, and I wasn't even pregnant. What does feel a little crazy to me is the fact that they never saw each other. And I know, love is supposed to be blind, right? People say that, but come on. Lauren and Cameron both told me that it just didn't matter. All of a sudden, they were just falling in love with each other's minds. They were having all of these conversations, these like really deep conversations, the kind that maybe a lot of people might not have until they actually do get engaged or married because they don't have to, because they can just look at each other all the time. But, you know, we we went just far, far deeper into our conversations with each other than we'd ever gone with people we dated in the past, even in longer term relationships. I mean, we talked about finances, what it'd be like to raise kids, to have a dog together, which we now do, you know, all the all these different things. And yeah, that's that's basically how it unfolded. Yeah, I think that those conversations were very important. I mean, because we were talking about getting married. So, you know, while you may not have those conversations typically on a first or second, third date for Cam and I, you know, we were talking about possibly getting married in the next couple of weeks. So we had to dive deep into those, you know, long term things like religious beliefs, political yeah. beliefs. How's your family life? How would you discipline your children? You know, all of these like conversations that some people don't even have, you know, years into their marriage. We're having on the second and third date. But I definitely feel like it was a value because we, it really helped to set the foundation for our relationship for long-term success. For me, I say I'm going to keep an open mind to this whole experiment. And I'm going to take it seriously and really imagine if I was trying to find a wife, you know, what are the type of questions that I would want to ask? I, I go into the dates even kind of the night before you know, I might jot down some questions that I wanted to ask Lauren and based on, you know, past relationships, what worked, what didn't, just things that I would want in an ideal partner qualities. I said, okay, suspend disbelief for a second and let's just imagine that I was trying to look for a wife. You know, what would I want to know? And with Lauren, when we connected, I was like, okay, you know, I, I, I need to know everything I can about this woman. So, yeah, I would definitely say that. You know, from the first date that Cameron and I had after talking to all of the other different guys, I definitely noticed that something was different about him. I mean, he does have a sexy voice, but it was definitely <laughs> more than that. It was just kind of the comfortability and the conversation and, you know, how it was just easy with him. I feel like with so many of the other guys, it felt forced or, you know, I just didn't feel the spark. Or And it's so crazy to think that you can actually get that. You know, people are probably like, from the first conversation, you don't think that the person could be nervous? But it's crazy because I felt that way with Cam, and yeah. now look at us. Right. So I do feel like, you know, first impressions really can be everything. Yeah, it definitely felt very, very natural from the start, but also very exciting at the same time. So I, I do feel like, as Lauren said, that is really important to have that initial spark uh, you know this intuition that's hard to quantify that just tells you like there's a connection here and especially with not being able to see each other because i feel like so many times when you go on a first date the spark comes from what they look like right they're attractive so you want to keep talking to them or you know you think that they're cute but it's like you know with the whole lib experiment we were just going off conversation and how easily that flowed so it's like man imagine if 
everyday dating was that way. You know, it wasn't yeah. based off just how hot your date is. Yeah. What I really wanted to know was what Lauren and Cameron thought that the other one looked like. Because they must have thought something. They must have had some kind of picture in their mind of this person they were talking to. And I was curious if it actually lined up with the reality. Who did they think was on the other side of that wall? It's really, it's really hard to picture someone from just, you know, if they give them, if they give you a physical description of themselves. So, I, you know, I tried hard to try to visualize Lauren, <laughs> but at the end of the day, I, I kind of gave up on that exercise because, I, I, you know, it's like you don't know, you really don't want to set your expectations and then it be let down or, or vice versa. So I just kind of put that out of my mind at a certain point. Yeah, same with me. I didn't want to try to figure out what Cam looked like just because, like he said, I didn't want to go in with an expectation and he looked nothing like that. So I was just kind of like, hey, he sounds sexy, so Leslie <laughs> was on the other side of the wall. He has one of those voices. Cam could look any kind of way. He could be any type of racial background, I feel like, with his voice. So I just didn't want to have any preconceived <laughs> notions, I guess, about his look. You said something like you didn't want to picture, like I I have a red beard, I have brown hair on the mm -hmm. top of my head, I have green eyes, so it's like, sounds kind of weird to just describe that to someone. And, you know, so she kind of pictured all kinds of different things. It's just, it's, it's <laughs> you really can't know just from a physical description. Yeah. Love actually was blind. It was blind. They had no idea what the other one looked like. But by then, it was time to decide to pop the question. Yep, right now, right here, cliffhanger. This is where we're going to take a break. Be right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for the eligible bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then 
Fall in Love All Over Again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Cameron and Lauren were in their dating pods for 10 days. And at the end of those 10 days, without ever laying eyes on one another, they had to decide whether or not they wanted to get married. Cameron had to decide whether to propose, and Lauren had to decide whether or not she wanted to say yes. If you propose and they say yes, then the next day there's this reveal ceremony where you get to see each other for the first time. So that was day 10. After that, you know, it was about, what, five weeks until the marriage or the wedding. Yeah, I mean, I was terrified even uh, after we got engaged and, you know, headed towards the wedding portion of, I guess, the shower experiment, just because it's such a huge undertaking and it's something that, you know, we took very seriously, even though we were on a TV show. We're talking about a real marriage certificate. We had to go to the state. We had to, you know, actually fill out the forms and everything. So, you know, that's a huge undertaking. And that is terrifying. (laughs) Even though I knew that I loved Cam and I wanted to be with him, the timeline was very scary. And, and, you know, that's not how I pictured my wedding day to be. So it was a lot to, to process. 
And we just wanted to make sure, I wanted to make sure I was making the right decision. So was it like seeing each other for the first time? What was each of your reactions? I mean, I was really blown away when I was standing behind that plexiglass door looking in the reveal ceremony about to walk out and meet her for the first time. I saw the silhouette behind the plexiglass door on the other side and I thought it was like a cardboard cutout or something because I was just <laughs> blown away by, <laughs> by her. But when I saw her for the first time, I was just absolutely floored and, you know, the Aww. most beautiful woman I'd ever seen. That's sweet, baby. I mean, same with me. When I saw Cam, I thought that he was incredibly handsome. I mean, like I said on the show, he looked like Prince Charming to me. And that's not just because of what he physically looked like, but just through our conversations, he was everything that I had ever, you know, wanted or pictured in, you know, my ideal man or husband. So, you know, seeing him for the first time, I was so nervous, which I, you know, we detail this in the book as well. But I was just felt like I was going to poop my pants, girl. I didn't know. <laughs> I was so scared. But I also have to mention this, too, is that I wore glasses and I did not have them during this time when we did the reveal. And he was so far across the room that I really couldn't see him. So I had to squint. And Cam saw me squint when he first came out. And he was like, I thought that you didn't like me because you made this face. It was like, no, I just couldn't see you at first. <laughs> but, you know, we ran to each other, gave each other a hug. And, and that right. was that. We were inseparable, literally. Yep. After that. It's very true. <laughs> so basically, you get engaged. You make a commitment to get married. And then you live together for five weeks. And yeah, all of this is on the show, too. And then... You go through with the wedding, whether you want to say yes or not. In fact, you have to say no right up at the altar. You have to jilt someone right at the altar. I'm not going to lie. That is some good freaking TV. What were those five weeks like where you guys are? It's like your proposal moon. What did you guys do? Did you did you gel once you were finally in person? And like, so what was it? Like, this is personal, but what was it like when you guys finally got to make out? Yeah. Well, the five weeks were actually amazing. It was kind of tough at first, I'll be honest, though, because for me, you know, I was coming from a situation where I was used to living by myself. I had never really lived with a man before. The only roommates that I had was my family, and that's not really roommates, you know. So going into that situation just kind of right away was a lot for me. It was a lot to transition into, and I had to get used to sharing space. I had to get used to this new partnership that I'll be entering into in life. So it was difficult, you know, and, and I did struggle, but thankfully Cam was very patient. And once we did get to make out, <laughs> it was great. <laughs> I mean, I was so just happy. <laughs> Cam's like blushing up here. I was so just impressed and, and happy. <laughs> I was impressed because, you know, that could go either way. We could have made out and it could have been terrible. And I could have sure. been like, oh Lord, what did I just do? What did I just right. commit to? We could always practice, though. I mean, yeah, but who wants to go into a relationship practicing kissing? Like, yeah. that's, that's not what's up. No, <laughs> but luckily, things. yeah, the chemistry was there physically as well. Hello. Yes, and yes. it was just a, a wonderful situation. We were very happy. During those five weeks of what they called their engagement moon, the couple also met one another's families for the first time. told my parents that I actually found someone and was engaged they were just like what are you kidding me and then they're like well 
If you have gone this far and you really feel like you found someone that you want to get engaged to, then they have to be like yeah. somebody special because I know that you wouldn't do this just to do it. So right. ultimately, you know, our families were very supportive and meeting Cam's family for the first time, of course I was nervous, but at the same time, Cam and I had talked about it so much and we talked so much about our families. It almost felt like I was going into a situation where I felt like I knew them, even though I didn't. So that kind of put me at ease, but I feel like anytime that you're meeting, you know, your partner's family or in-laws or anything like that, it's always going to be nerves because it's like, man, I hope that they like me. I hope that they accept me because, you know, in the back of your mind, you're thinking that that could affect your relationship if it doesn't go well. Like, you know, if they don't like me, will I still be able to be with Cam and all that? But luckily they were so welcoming. They were so sweet and it was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it really was. And I know for Lauren, of Meeting her dad was paramount to us moving forward with our relationship. Just because, I mean, they have a close bond and, and he, you know, she wanted to be sure that everything was good there. And, you know, on the show, they, it, when it shows me meeting Lauren's dad, you know, it, the setting suggests that it was very tense. and You know, he was really grilling me. But... I mean, he was asking me questions that, you know, if I was Lauren's dad, I would feel the same way. I would be asking those same questions. And, you know, it was it was really a great, important conversation that, that we had. And, and my whole objective was to really put his mind at ease and reassure him that, you know, I really loved his daughter, that I would do everything I could to take care of her, that, you know, I only really wanted to add to her life. I didn't want to take her away in some way. So any marriage, I mean, it's these very critical steps that we took. The only difference was we were just being filmed the entire time. Lauren and Cameron's entire courtship was filmed by multiple cameras. It's strange, but also kind of beautiful now that it's over. And of course, now that it is over, they've watched it all together. Yeah, I like to call them our home movies, you know, because we actually have on film, we can show our grandkids one day, the moment we met, the moment we first said, I love you, when we met each other's parents. So it's beautiful to have. Yeah, it was obviously very, very intense and surreal and out of body watching the show back and seeing all these moments as they were captured. And it's interesting that so many of them, my, my memory of all these things was pretty fitting to how it was shown on the show. Of course, you also have to remember, I mean, this is just a small fraction of the time that we spent together during this, this seven week period. So there were so many more dates that weren't shown so many more conversations that we had, but it was in general, just so surreal seeing, especially, I mean, some moments still bring back all those same emotions watching them back. So, and so how long ago, was that was three years ago? Yeah, so in November, we will be having our third wedding anniversary. That, I mean, it, it feels remarkable, but also not remarkable because people meet in all sorts of ways. Have there been struggles over the past three years? Yeah, I mean, we talk, we talk a lot about that, the struggles and, and what we've done to kind of overcome them. For example, compromise, how thinking about having a dog, I mean, I always said I would never be with a woman who wanted to have a dog because I just, all the responsibility of owning a dog. But when I met Lauren, she really changed my perspective on that. And I could actually envision myself. So 
Yeah, I mean, that's a kind of a simple example of, of one of the compromises we came to. Yeah, I mean, I was just going to say, we're definitely not perfect. We're, we have struggles just like everyone else. I mean, yeah. we're, we're human beings just like, hey, we get that everyone views us as this fairy tale love romance, which don't get me wrong, we're incredibly happy. But at the same time, we're real people that have real a real relationship and real struggles. Yeah, not just us, but what we've learned in our past relationships. I mean, you know, Cameron and I, our love and date life didn't just start with love is blind. You know, we had to go through some things to get to the point where, you know, we were even ready to go on something like love is blind. When we were single, up to when we met each other and had to open ourselves up to be in a relationship to after the fact that we're married. So we're really just taking people, you know, throughout our journey of love and sharing the things that really worked and helped us. Lauren and Cameron have written a book together. It starts with falling in love with a wall between them and ends with starting a business together. It's called Leap of Faith, which I think is the perfect description of any marriage, wall or not. One of the things they talk about in the book is how they now run their marriage like an actual business. They have weekly marriage meetings to check in to see how the other is doing and exactly what they need. I personally think those sound like an amazing idea. And it has been on my to-do list forever to have a weekly meeting with Nick, but I haven't started doing it yet because I'm so lazy. This might just be the kick in the ass that I need. But like I mentioned, Lauren and Cameron are running an actual business together too, one that they hope to keep growing in the future. So what's the future hold, guys? What is next? Oh man, take over the world! <laughs> no, um, <laughs> but Cam and I, you know, we're constantly building, we're constantly growing businesses together. Of course, even as individuals, we have our own thing going on. I know I won't speak for Cam, but I know that he's developing some things with his AI company. Me, I also have my own media company. Of course, Cam and I have things together, but we're just continuing to grow. We just got a new house. We're starting our family planning. So, you know, it's an exciting time for us right now in our lives. And we're just really at a transitional, I guess, period in our lives where we're just really growing and flourishing into our marriage and and our relationship and and who we are as people in general. So are you guys eventually going to tell your kids the whole, are you going to let them watch the show? Of course, yeah. I mean, it would be they're they're gonna see it one way. I mean, or another. we'll fast forward the makeout parts. Oh, I mean, they can <laughs> they can see it. They can see it. We're like, ew, we don't see that. But yeah, of course, like I said, that's gonna be our our home family movies. We'll probably play that every anniversary. All right, kids, sit down. Right. Watch. <laughs> watch mom and dad watch fall it again. in love. <laughs> We've seen it a million times. <laughs> any other way if you could go back and be like I wish we'd just met in a bar or are you like pretty sure that this was fate that brought you guys together yeah I I wouldn't change anything I mean it's a very simple answer for me no yeah absolutely not I feel like everything that happened is happened exactly how it was supposed to and this is my last question what would your advice be for couples who met in I guess we could call it the traditional way right like that you learned from the show like how do you think you can move faster towards commitment 
Like, what did you learn from your experience of not seeing each other before you decided to commit? Yeah, I think one one thing that I learned is that it's important to really reflect on what it is that you know about your partner and what it is that you don't know. And, and you know, I mean, for me, it sounds kind of horny, but I'll literally write down questions sometimes of like things I want to ask Lauren about just to get to know her better. And, and you know, of course, it's it's helpful in the early stages for sure. But even in the later stages, I think you should, you know, we're all evolving over time too. So it's important to keep checking in and really listen to what they have to say. Yeah, I'll just piggyback off of that. I was going to say, I think that strong relationships come from people being strong individuals. I don't think that you should enter into a relationship expecting for that person to complete you. I think that it's so important to do self-reflections and just be ready yourself to enter into something with someone. You know, what is it that you want? Do you even know what you want out of a partner, out of a husband or a wife? What is it that you don't want? You know, know yourself first before you decide that you really want to jump into something with someone and kind of bring them into your world as opposed to, or I'm sorry, merging worlds as opposed to, you know, using each other's worlds to complete each other. I think that's extremely important. This episode of Committed was hosted and reported by Joe Piazza, with a very special thanks to Lauren Speed and Cameron Hamilton. Supervising producer is Ramsey Yunt. The executive producers are Joe Piazza and Tyler Kling. Theme song and music by Tristan McNeil. For comments, suggestions, or to be part of the show, give us a call at 404-996-1173. That's 404-996-1173. Or send us an email at joe at committedpodcast.com that's j-o at committedpodcast.com you can grab a copy of joe's book how to be married on amazon or wherever books are sold committed is a production of iHeartRadio and produced in our studios located in atlanta georgia for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite shows a new season of bridgerton is here And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. 
have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Breathing. Right now? Yes, she's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.